should be okay with being kidnapped. But like, really, if you're looking for somebody, Emily is more available. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Spice Rack. I'm Savannah. And I'm Emily. And listen, we've been waiting for this episode forever. Emily is so pumped. This is Emily's girl. Chantel is the girl. Talk about this. And get might, send her, might send her a wedding invite whenever <laughs> I get you married. Should. You should be, like, her number one hype man. <laughs> and you know how rappers have, like, people that go out before? Like, yep. if she ever does book signings, you should be the person going out before and being like, are y'all fucking ready for this? Because that's your literal job. Yeah, I love Chantel. But before we get into it, let's talk about how we are and what we've been up to. So, Sav, how are you? I am fine. If you all know me, my house flooded. I had a little flood last week. Had a little Troy Bolton moment because I had to make a TikTok because I needed to laugh so I wouldn't cry. But things are moving along. I'm going to Bonnaroo this weekend. Outfits ready. Everything ready. Good to go. So yeah, that's where I'm at. How are you? I'm good. I'm so, you know, when you have like something to look forward to or like, you know, something's like happening, time just like slows down. So yes. I start school August 22nd and it feels like it's ages away, but I've started to like start getting my outfits together a little bit because PhD program, you can't wear oversized t-shirts and norts to class, unfortunately. So I'm having to plan out like my like outfits, like what I need to get from the store and school supply shopping and stuff. So yeah, that's about it. Dude, no one prepares you when you graduate college that you have to, like, get a whole fucking new wardrobe. And I know that you already did this, and now you're having to do it again. But, like, such a pain in the ass to buy cute professional clothes. They, like, don't exist. No, and so, and I was, like, looking, because, you know, the whole capsule wardrobe is, like, a big trending thing now. So yeah. I was really looking into it, but I want to add a little bit more color into the capsule wardrobe. So, and I know that people use newly as like, it's like $80, you get five pieces a month and then you can just wear. And then, so I might do that too, but no, nobody prepares you. Like my, no. um, two of my friends were going out next week and we're like, what do we wear as 25 year olds? Cause we can't wear, cause now it's like exercise dresses are trending. We're not wearing that out. Like our no, I struggle still. with this. I struggle with this so bad because I feel like I have business clothes and then I have like a couple of thought tops and then I have like, like mom adjacent clothing and I'm like trying to mix it all together and it's just not working. Yeah. I, I just, I really can't keep up because now when you go to Target, it's either you get the, like the juniors stuff, which is hot, Horrible. Cake, just different stuff, or you get Horrible. all the business clothes. There's nothing in between. Or you get the pilgrim, the pilgrim <laughs> the peasant. <laughs> I'm reading this book right now and this guy fell for the girl and the girl goes on a date and she's wearing this dress and he was like I wish she wore one of those peasant dresses from Target instead. Listen no one rocks a peasant dress like you babe so I love them I get it a few sizes too big and it's just so comfortable but we'll just see if that's all I have really going on what have you been reading? I went on a little I went on a little bender I told everyone it was coming First, so Emily and I would really love to read a Pride-adjacent book, so I read a male-male gay book, and here's the thing. It wasn't bad. It was an arc. I think that the story was good. It's called Unforgettable You by Ava Olson. 
the story was good. I liked, there was like a thriller suspense to it. This guy had a stalker. And so they were like trying to find him. And I liked the mystery. It just, the sex, the spice felt like a never ending dick pic and like lots of dick descriptions. <laughs> and, like, Don't get me wrong. I love a good D, but like, I just don't need, I don't need to know like the intricacies of what it looks and feels like. So I think I might try, apparently Electric Idol by Katie Robert is like a plus size woman loving woman situation. So maybe I'll try that route instead of going for the, the G in LGBT. Maybe I'll go for the L and see if that works. But if you all have any like queer adjacent books that you like that are spicy, please let us know because we would love to do something for Pride Month, but I just am struggling to really get into it and like I love red white and royal blue I love one last stop by Casey McQuiston but they're not really like spicy so we want some extra spice so yes I read that first then I went into the filthy rich American series which starts with the initiation by Nikki Sloan the way that this book gripped me the series I'm like you have to read this it was so fucking good and I immediately added it to my TBR I cannot say enough good things. I know it's been trending, but it's basically these, like, fucking super wealthy people kind of outside of Boston. I'm thinking, like, a upscale Massachusetts life, and they're, like, the head of this bank, basically. Anyways, it's an arranged marriage situation. Ends up being, like, arranged marriage to lovers. The dad, the future husband's father, is incredibly involved and ends up being in love with the girl, the main girl who it's about. And so there's a lot of like games and back and forth between them of like the struggle for power. So fucking good. So the third book, the second and third books are pretty much them fucking the entire time. Incredible. Loved it so much. Highly recommend everyone should read it. What have you been reading? Yeah, I'm excited to read this. So I finished Grave and Cross, which are book three and four of the Dark Kingdom series, Chef Kisses. It's more like dark like billionaire than it is like mafia like they own like this big casino sin city just really good and to continue like the mafia like dark like billionaire bender i finished ruthless enemy by mckenna miller so it was an arc and it was like second chance like hidden pregnancy so he killed her so everybody thought that he killed her dad who was the police chief and this happened when they were 18 but it was a rival gang who did it And this all happens like the first chapter. And so she was coerced to testify against him and she sent him to prison for 15 years. And the whole time he's in prison, he's like planning his, like how he's going to like kill her. And they like meet up. She's like at like a coffee shop. She's in witness protection program. She's getting coffee and he shows up and his full plan is to kill her when he realized that they have a child together. No fucking way. Was it good? (laughs) It was really good. And so wow. it was just a lot. So it was definitely a different twist than like what like I've usually seen with mafia books. And then I'm currently reading a So Not Meant to Be. So the first book was a Not So Meet Cute by Megan Quinn. Yeah, so this is, is this about Megan the Quinn? second brother. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this one's about the second brother. And so I'm about 71% through. Don't get me wrong, I love Megan Quinn, but this book could have ended a long mm-hmm. time ago. So mm-hmm. I'd want to finish it. So I'm just dredging through to finish it. So after we like recap, because Emily and I check in and like 
talk about what we're reading so we can make our fun little graphic and talk about, you know, like what we read this week. However, I was on a plane yesterday. Y'all know I love a plane read. And I read this book called Catching Lightning by Kaylee King and Greer Rivers. This fucking book was so good. I texted Emily in all caps bitch, you need to read this right now. It was so good. I was so sucked in. I read it like in one sitting, got off the plane, had 45 minutes left. And I was like, Seth, I need to read in the car. Like I'll talk to you when we get to the house. It was so good. College setting, sports romance, football quarterback. You know, I love that. And then there was some drama with his dad, of course, everything I wanted thought it was so good. I think everyone should read it. It doesn't have that many reviews on Amazon and Goodreads, so I don't know if this is popular. Popped up on my Kindle. I think everyone should read it. It was so good. And the author was super nice. She, like, posted that you, like, read it, and she was, like, replying to the message. No. That was really sweet. She was replying to me, and I was, like, fangirling, like, oh my god, this is so cool. But yeah, highly recommend. I think Kaylee and Greer are both successful authors on their own and they're friends. And so they like teamed up to write this together. Very good. Dual POV. All the things that we love. It was kind of like Say You Swear if she doesn't get hit by a car. Like (laughs) lose all the happy memories. Okay, so I'm glad that you said that because when you were like, yeah, it's like has like very big like Say You Swear energy. I was like, I can't go through another memory loss. Like that was just... Yeah, no. Thank God she doesn't get hit by a car again, because that shit was traumatic. (laughs) So it's like, say you swear if the horrible thing didn't happen, it ended up being okay. So, any other things that you can think of? Oh! Oh. Are you going to talk about Tessa's family? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I texted Sav. So, Tessa Bailey kept posting how on TikTok and, like, Instagram that she has, like, an announcement, and I'm like, is this like her reverse harem? No, we're getting a It Happened One Summer movie. And did you see what she was talking about? It So she read the screenplay and she was able to yeah. get notes. And she said it perfectly intertwines Fox and the sisters love story too with Brandon and Piper's love story. So we won't get two movies, but it'll kind of like it'll be like two books into one movie. So I am pumped. Dude, I'm so excited because I love that they were like, yeah, she was like, yeah, they asked for my notes and I was able to give feedback. And so I think it's really important when the author is able to like give notes and feedback on the story so that they can actually do what they want. So I'm so freaking excited. Yeah, it's gonna, and I just know it's gonna be good. And I'm just very happy for Tessa Bailey because she just like, she really deserves this. Yes. Okay. I want to know who your fan casting is for Piper and Brendan. Let me look up his name. Because Brendan is Burnett, right? Yeah. He's like, I picture him as like a big fisherman, kind of. Like a big burly. I texted you how I think it is. Let me pull up what I said. Okay. For Brendan, I'm thinking Casey Diedrich. He plays Max in In the Dark. Okay. I can see this. I got canceled. So that's how I put for Brendan and then Piper. My problem with Piper is that I so picture Annie Murphy, the because she wrote yeah, it after Alexis after from Schitt's Creek. So it's gonna be really hard for me to not picture Annie Murphy and Alexis as Piper. Like I can't think of anybody else who it could be. I was thinking I was thinking L El Fannin for okay. Hannah. For Hannah. Okay. L Fanning? Yes. 
I don't know for Piper. I know it's so hard. You know who would be good for Fox? Hangman from Top Gun Maverick. Listen, Hangman was fine as hell. (laughs) I want him to get a little hair on his chest, though. If he's going to be Fox, he needs to be a little hairier. I just hope for Piper. I just really don't know who they would put her. I truly cannot picture anyone other than Alexis from Schitt's Creek. And I feel like this is what, this is what they've done to us. You know, knowing, I feel like she would definitely sign up to do that, maybe. True. I feel like, I hope that people respect her for the actress that she is. And she doesn't just get cast as these, like, as the same character over and over again. But truly, it was written after, after like, her. Tessa Bailey watched Schitt's Creek and was like, oh my god, I have to make something about Alexis. I'm excited. I would definitely be seeing that in theaters. I just think that would just be such a fun go in the movie and watch. For sure. My current gripe with theaters is that they're only showing action movies and superhero movies. And some of us want to go to the movie theater on a weekday by ourselves, get a fucking tub of popcorn and a large Diet Coke and watch a rom-com. I don't want to go watch a fucking action movie by myself. Listen, Sav and I, and we would go see Fifty Shades of Grey each time the new movie came out in yes. theaters with our tubs of popcorn. Every Valentine's Day, I'd be with Emily at the fuck. Even after I was engaged to Seth, I was like, I cannot go with you today. I need to go watch Fifty Shades with the girls. And we sh- and that's what we did. I think for Brendan, I, this is what I texted you for. Like, only if Thor is in Thor form. Like, I don't want, like, a casual Chris Hemsworth. I want him to be, like, big and rough with, like, the long hair. I think maybe his brother might be a better Brandon. You think Liam? Liam. I can't believe Miley Cyrus let him get away. So fine. It's almost like, is he too fine? I don't know. I don't want to make it unreachable. You know who could be? A, a piper but it would be a very big i don't know when the last time she acted sarah paxton sarah paxton she did aquamarine listen she was in halloween town she was popping off in like the early 2000s. she was she was she was she was in city white wow or like an emma roberts maybe yes I could get behind that. I just feel like it needs to be somebody, like, I know, like, nobody come for me. I love her, but, like, we don't need, like, like Lively. I think, like, we need yeah. somebody close to, like, Hand and Piper's age. Yeah, I agree. Sarah Paxton was a good callback. Aquamarine, the goat. Okay, well, we will keep everyone posted as this develops, because we are very excited. If you haven't read It Happened One Summer, you 100% should. Emily and I have both read it. Loved it. Amazing. We'll be seeing the movie. Yes. And then in about a month, a month and two days where the Crawdad Sing come out in um, movie theaters. I will be there on opening day. I'm pumped. Sure. Well, with my popcorn. Yep. Okay. So we're going to talk about Chantel, my homegirl. She is a USA Today and a Wall Street Journal bestselling author. She is married to her high school sweetheart and writes dark romances full of possessive alpha males. Books by Tessier include standalones such as Sabotage and The Ritual. If you know me, you know how much I love The Ritual. 
And series by Tessier include the Dare series and the Dark Kingdom series. Today we will be discussing Code of Silence, which is the first book in the Dark Kingdom series. And we do not have a dedication this week. And just to make sure everyone's up to speed, Emily, have you read all that's out of the Dark Kingdom series? Yes. What's your review thus far out of five? Super good. Like it's, okay, so one thing I like is, so I could never tell who the next couple and like what Mm -hmm. their story would be. And they all have extreme plot twists. And I love like books about like friends and like friend groups. And I think I read each book in like a day. It was just so good. And we, it's like after like Code of Silence in the next book, we still like hear about Haven and Luca. So like you still get a good mix of the others in the other books, which is, I really like that. Okay, perfect. Just wanted to know what your review was thus far of the series. Okay, getting into Code of Silence and our plot review. So what would you do if you were forced to marry the boy you've always loved after he left you? Haven and Luca have always been bound to end up together, and Luca ensures this when he blackmails Haven's father and forms a blood contract to marry her. Not just blood, lots of money as well. Luca, an up-and-coming crime boss after his father, has been playing this game his whole life. Haven is relatively new to, like, (laughs) the mafia game, and she's pretty bad at it, if we're being honest, and not really kicking ass at this whole mafia thing. We learn throughout the book that Haven's adoptive family, so the father that was blackmailed is actually her adoptive father, and this family is not quite who we thought they were, and she's actually the daughter of a rival mafia boss. Obviously, this is not good. Very heavily plays into the plot. The battle for power between the two families over Haven is incredibly intense, but ultimately she ends up where she's always wanted to be with Luca. They go back and forth a lot. She is not happy to marry him in the beginning. We do get a happily ever after. She caves eventually, and I think that he works hard to prove to her why he left her, that he does care about her, and like he would have always fought to get Haven, which is what he did. So that's kind of our plot review. I loved this story. I loved Haven and Luca. I loved this book. My only, my only response and like criticism is that I wish it was so much longer. I would have read forever about them. So I wish it was like 200 pages longer and we would have gotten a little bit more of their story and a little bit more of what happens to them moving forward. I also, if I had to change anything, it would be I would make this book longer. So I gave this book four stars and I do like how it's like different from like the typical like arranged like marriage trope because you do have the second chance romance mixed in. The fact that he left her made me really angry. Like they were, we've seen how she was crying on like nonstop drinking wine. I feel like she was a shell of a human when he left her. But we learn later on he left so he can protect her, protect his sister and get everything finalized when he comes and gets Haven. Like, they would be safe. Haven never recovered from her breakup with Luca, and I believe how she acted was fully justified. Like, yeah, she always wanted this, but he came back after not talking to her, and she got a no say in how the relationship ended, and then got no say in, like, them getting, like, the wedding was going to happen in two months. Like, she didn't get, like, had no say, and they had zero communication, and boom, blood contract married. Her, Her bags were packed, and, like, we're going. When Luca came to, like, collect her, like, the banter between these two was really funny. Like, I think that it really made the book. 
And um, her smoking cigarettes to piss him off was a huge power move because it made him so mad. And the plot twist, I did not see the plot twist happening at all. But I knew that something, that there had to be something to not, because we didn't get a third stage breakup. There's no third act stage breakup with this book. So the plot twist and then seeing how, like her mom's character develop and kind of, we'll talk about later, she's a hero or the villain. And one of my favorite quotes by Luca, he said, don't you ever touch her again. Do you fucking understand? She no longer belongs to you and no longer answers to you. She is mine. And that was when her dad, like, she did not want to sign this marriage contract, but he was like shoving her hand down and like signed it, which we learned later on was actually their wedding license. So they've been married the whole time. I think when you start going on dates, that should be one of the questions too. Like, would you threaten to to kill anyone who touches me? Yes or no? That's important. I agree. I agree with the banter. I like this because it is a second chance romance that she was, like, not afraid to be like, fuck you. I don't like you. I don't want to talk to you. And so she really, I think because she'd been so entwined with him being, like, this mafia boss and being kind of, like, second in command and running the Las Vegas area, that she genuinely was not afraid of him she was so used to his bullshit at this point that she was like no I fucking hate this I'm pissed I don't want to be with you I don't want to be in this house fuck off and I think it's just really funny so they met in college right I think they met in high school and so they high all, school yeah and it's like elite like academy high school and like these guys played like baseball which is just so funny to me because these are like, I know I would love like, to watch mafia some mafia guys. baseball do you think that the mafia has like a rec league <laughs> I can throw BP so you know <laughs> Emily's available to um help with your baseball league please let us know <laughs> and that's yeah. like the thing like when she they had their engagement party like she didn't even get to pick her own dress she was not happy. People like were like yelling at her about like how unhappy she looked. So she went down to their wine cellar for a whole hour and just drank a bottle of wine. She's like, I don't want to do relatable. This yeah, so. she was like, no, fuck this, I'm out. And no one. It was interesting because I think we know in like mafia book world that women are not treated well, but typically it's not shown. You know what I'm saying? But she was like no one fucking cares that I'm here. No one cares about me at all. So I'm going to go get toasted in the wine cellar by myself. Um, I feel like we should talk about Spice because this is a perfect segue. So one of my favorite scenes in this whole book is during the engagement party, Haven goes downstairs and gets absolutely hammered by herself, drinks a bottle of wine in an hour. Our queen. We love that. That's dedication. Comes back upstairs and sees a woman leaving Luca's office and him coming out and then sees like a condom in a trash can and Haven acting like she doesn't care about him at all gets fucking pissed which I love and he says I'll tell you what he lowers his lips to my ear and I hold my breath how about you fall to your knees and suck my dick to try to keep me faithful and I'm like I'm in love (laughs) And the thing is, like, he is still so madly in love with her, and she's like, I hate him, and he was like, what can I do to, like, prove to her that, like, this isn't, like, meant to be? And he said, like, and when they move in, he's like, I don't really give a shit, because, like, 
you're gonna be my husband like my wife i'm your husband like we're gonna share this about like i don't care if i have to keep you like a like you should like even if you can't do like your morning runs yeah and stuff and so that was an iconic scene yes because he was like what can i do to like get her riled up and he was like oh well she's a jealous bitch so <laughs> let me make her jealous but i'm not i didn't actually do anything wrong i loved it i gave the spice three peppas i liked all of the sex scenes i thought they were chef's kiss very descriptive I, I just, I mean, I wish that this book was longer so they could fuck more. <laughs> That's, like, my yeah. only complaint. I think that, like, it was just, like, I also gave it three peppers. It was just, like, very, like, dominating and possessive, which is a trend that you see throughout the other, like, books, like, as well. But I feel, because, like, when you read this, the plot twist happens and the book's over. You hit the epilogue. Yes! Yes! So, you don't really get to, like see that like relationship grow and like them having more of that time but it yeah. was very descriptive um she liked it so <laughs> she liked it we liked it that's all that matters yeah. I think too and he has no filter no not a single one he no has, filter and he's cocky but this is the difference I think that He's not cocky because he's being a cocky asshole. He is cocky because he knows that she loves him and they're going to end up together anyways. So he's like, we can skip this drama. Like, I'm not really going to bend to this, which I liked. I don't think I would have liked it in another scenario, but Chantel made Luca work for me because of the second chance situation. It really worked of like, you know, like, me all you want to I will fucking trap you in this house and in 30 days you're gonna love me anyways because I already know that you do so like fuck off suck my dick whatever yeah and he kept like emphasizing that he's not gonna like, treat her how like his dad treats his mom's so, like how like going back to like the mafia world how like women have no rights all this stuff like he was like I don't want to have that kind of like relationship with you yeah he like wanted to respect her. She just she made him work a little hard at it, and he didn't like that. But I I think her actions were justified. I would also be pissed. Yeah, because she it was just complete radio silence. Like she lost her virginity to him, and the next day he was gone. I don't think that's true. Was there a little bit of space left? They were fucking for like a hot oh, okay. minute. But he basically says like, "Let's run away together." and okay she says she's yeah she's like let's run away like let's just forget because he never had a chance like he had like he was the he was the heir to that um that division she's like let's run away like let's forget all this stuff and he was like no because if I get killed his dad like who knows like what would happen to Haven yeah and so he says okay I'll run away with you meet me at this spot and he never shows up and he disappears for two years (laughs) And she just Yikes. comes back. She just comes back from her run, comes home, and she's told that she's been sold. That was the exact quote. You've been sold. You've been sold. So, Honey's actions were justified. I can sure. I can see that. Bags were packed. She didn't even have her mom on her side at the time. Yeah. And they're like, "Bye." She had like twenty minutes now. She tried to like run out, and he like shoves this ring on her finger. So justified. I would have been just as mad. Agreed. Do you want to talk about the scene with all four of them? Yes. Yes, I want to talk about the scene with all four of them. Because, wow. 
all I gotta say. I did not see that scene happening. <laughs> I know I didn't see it coming, and it's like a flashback. And this is the thing. Have you read Titan? Have you read mm-hmm. the second book? No. This like scene kind of continues in the second book as well. It's like an ongoing watching but, situation. But like not with Luke and Haven. But between oh. Titan, her, and Bones. I feel like Bones is fucking freaky. And yeah, he I can't wants wait for his book. He opens all up. Fine. He opens a like a sex club in one of the books. And it's like a fifty thousand dollar cash um membership that you have to pay for like every year. Wow. You know some man. shit be going down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the watching scene was it snuck up on me. I'll tell it you did. that. It did. <laughs> I didn't see it coming, but it was hot. Because she hasn't seen these guys in just as long as they haven't seen her. So she goes to see, I don't even know why she went to Lupa's office and she sees bones. She like gets these flashbacks. And then Luca's like, don't like, Luke was like, that was fun in games, but like that's never happening again. So. <laughs> yeah, he was like, hope you enjoyed that while it lasted. <laughs> now you're my wife and we are not fucking doing that anymore. And like, I don't like want to like give too much into detail because I don't want to spoil it. Like, I feel like that's something that you, somebody has to experience firsthand. Yeah. So when you get to... When you see those italics and it's a flashback, just no good things are coming your yeah, way. Yeah, don't skip the italics. <laughs> no, never skip the italics because kinky shit happens in the italics. Multiple times, so. <laughs> okay, we're going to get into some discussion questions to kind of recap this, talk about some of the plot, um, and get in a little bit more into it. So kicking us off, we talked about Luca fucking peacing out on Haven leaving her ass in the dust do you think what he did was justified though when you learn why I think it was justified so he left to go to Italy because he has a sister so we learn that his dad killed the first like his first sister so he has Mia's her name right yeah so he has Mia so and he always like swore like protect her so she's in Italy and so he leaves to go make sure that everything that she's protected there and that everything is in order. She's protected. Dad won't touch her. And so he can get tie up all the loose ends to make sure when he gets back to Haven, they won't be in danger. He doesn't have to deal about the, so the viable family is the Rossi family. So he's trying to make sure that he doesn't have to deal with any loose ends with the Rossi family. So I think it was justified because in the long scheme things like, yeah, she always has to have a bodyguard with her who is night. But it could have been a lot worse if he didn't have that trip to Italy. Yeah. And so I think it was justified because he was like he was even saying like it wasn't an easy decision for him. And the whole time he was like thinking how he can get her and he knew that her her dad was a shady person. So I think it was justified. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. And I think what seals the deal for me is like he lands and then 10 days later is when all of this unfolds, right? So he's in Italy for two years, like taking care of his sister, thotting and plotting, <laughs> figuring shit out. And then he comes back to Vegas and literally the immediate next thing that happens is this whole story unfolds. So I think had he like dicked around and like slept with other people or done other shit and like taken a long time to get his plan in action, I would say no. But because 
he was like, I have to do this one thing. And then I'm coming back to get Haven. And like, this is the, these are the directions that I'm going in. I think that it was justified. I don't disagree with Haven for being pissed though. And I would have been pissed too. Yeah. I would have been just as pissed. And I'm glad that she didn't just like accept it right away. And like, she was even telling him, he's like, we had to like have these like conversations. Like you can't be keeping, like we need to have these communication skills. So you love yeah. it when men are held accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. We love it when men are held ap- accountable and when they can communicate two things. We love to see. That's all we need. I like too that every side character in this story is important. Like people aren't the, just there for shits and gigs. Everyone kind of contributed in one way or another. And whether you hate them, to be fair, a lot of people die. We are killing people left and fucking right in this yeah. story. I liked that it was kind of gory. I don't really normally get into like a hard like death situation when I read, but I liked that this was a really dark, dark mafia romance. Yeah, it was very dark. And I like it because that trend <laughs> continues with everybody being an important character throughout the series. So it really develops this family because she has Jasmine, which is one of her best friends. And Jasmine, even though she doesn't have her own book, she is mentioned throughout. She's always helping. And then mm. um, Emily, her and Titan's book is the second book. So they're all still, you have this friend, girlfriend group intertwined with this guy friend group, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. If we were in Haven's position and we got this, first of all, Haven girl, we got to talk about some of the poor choices that she made. Again, we said in the beginning, she was not very good at mafiaing, and she gets a fucking unknown number call and sneaks away and gets in this car. And it's like, babe, you can't be doing that. <laughs> if we were in Haven's position and we got this request from this other mafia boss to meet would you have gone? And then when you go and you find out that it's your fucking biological father and he requests to meet with you again, would you go part two? I would have gone the first time because their relationship was still rocky. She wanted answers. And I feel like she always was kind of just like about like her, like she wanted to know like why her dad, because she she didn't know she was adopted yet. So she just like wanted to know like why her family acted this way, but I would not have gone the second time. One, I would have been like, okay, but two, Luca's wrath would not have been worth it. No, I don't think I would have gone the first time. I will admit in situations like this, I'm not very smart. I'm not either. I'm not answering. Listen, I would never get myself in this situation. I'm not answering it on no number. If you don't call me with a fucking real number, I'm not picking up. Like that's all to know so and I'm damn sure not escaping from this fucking compound that I am currently trapped in so that's a no for me I do think it's interesting though because they had like like Rossi had people on the inside that's how she was able to get away because basically her bodyguards would just let her leave so maybe if I thought that no one was around I would go the second time absolutely not hey then no bad and I don't know. So as soon as she left the first time, as soon as Luca got home, he killed the bodyguards. Just right. like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, boom, didn't boom. Even give them- he didn't even like give a they were, they were like hey, They were like, hey, boss. And he was like, pow, pow, pow. pow. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I like it. Luca truly was so dry, but I really liked it. He was not cocky in a sense of like, 
I'm finna kill you. He just fucking did it. <laughs> yeah. like, this is as soon as Titan said flush the system, bow bow, meat locker. <laughs> Literally pulling Glocks out. Goodbye. It's like, especially after like she already had the whole conversation with her mom like she knows so much more and this is saying her friend jasmine tried to warn her and as yes. soon as haven walked her dumbass out the door jasmine called luca like she was not having it she yes. was like girl i will support you in a lot of things but this not, not one yep i agree and the thing like i said haven not very good at being in the mafia i think that she has some growth so again if anyone's listening we would be better. <laughs> be better we have read enough that we know how to act and we wouldn't run away from you so if you're looking for a mafia wife let us know did you see this thing on facebook i was like you need to try it with seth this girl i need to find what book group she posted in but she texted her husband She's like, what would you do if, like, a mafia leader just, like, came and, like, kidnapped me? <laughs> and her husband had, like, a whole detailed list of, like, how he would get her back. And he's like, I wouldn't care if I'm, like, dead as long as they, like, promised your protection. It's like, Seth needs to text this to Hold on. Seth. I'm texting Seth right, I'm texting Seth right now. <laughs> what should I say? What would you do? <laughs> if what I was kidnapped. If I was kidnapped by a mafia boss yeah and forced to marry him and for <laughs> this is important he's gonna be like bitch <laughs> i, will update I everyone saw that and once i know so funny <laughs> i just all i'm saying like I mean, like, I would be okay with being kidnapped, but, like, really, if you're looking for somebody, Emily is more available. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would be okay with it if I could still have contact. Like, if I had to give, like, six people, be like, hey, let me just keep in contact with six people. Because this is the thing. My mom will find me. She will. Birth giver, (laughs) she'll be on the lookout for you. Like, she will find me. If I was kidnapped, I'd be like, listen, you can take everything, but can I keep my private Snapchat story? Because I want my <laughs> friends to know what I'm up to. Exactly. I, I, need some commu- I was like, I need some communication. Like, can I meet my girlies at Kingdom? <laughs> for like, your breakfast? You know, I'd be on my Instagram story like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Making fucking TikToks. Like, yeah, I have this ring. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I like, like, say, like, she was texting Jasmine. She's like, "Yeah, can you meet me for like lunch?" And Jasmine's like, "What's up?" And um, Haven's like, "No, getting married, forced to marry." <laughs> Listen again. Emily is available. <laughs> I haven't gotten any requests to fuck you yet, which is upsetting. <laughs> I really thought that my inbox would be flooded. So once again, if you're interested in having sex with Emily, especially if you're in the mafia, please let me know. <laughs> Anyways. I probably, I probably, I would still need to have my phone because I need to text my friends. Be like, he said this, is this flirting? <laughs> like, what yeah. does this mean by him talking? Yeah. Emily would be like, he told me that he's obsessed with me and he asked me to um, suck his dick. Do you think he likes me? <laughs> that's the thing though I am so anxious that they would be mad at me and I'd be like 
are you mad at me? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was like, am I getting killed? He's like, hey, listen, my friend Savannah and I have a podcast. So I we actually, like, we need to record, record on Mondays. You can't stop recording if you get kidnapped. So listen. I've always said, <laughs> I've always said that if I get kidnapped, I think that they'll bring me back. <laughs> like, I think that they would be like, this was fun in theory, not in practice. <laughs> so we're going to drop you back off. Because I feel like I would be like, hey, then I would not make it easy right off the bat. No, you, I can, I have this feeling that you would also be bad at the mafia, especially when you said that you would answer the unknown phone call and fucking get in the car. Emily, that's a really bad idea. First time, but not the second time. Okay. That's slight growth. Slight growth. I can be a translator if they're ever talking (laughs) to them. No, dude, you should just start talking in Russian and they'd be like, Oh my God, she's a spy. Kind of big. I wouldn't. You would be the the Russian informant. That's what you would be. So okay. um, our email's open. <laughs> the spice rack pod at gmail.com. Please let us know if you're looking for Russian informants. Clearly. So we can't talk about Luca without talking about the boyfriend pyramid. So as you know, we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. So we have the ultimate friends with benefits, meet the parents, white picket fence, and then God tier. So Sav, where did you put Luca? I'm putting Luca in God tier. You knew this was coming. I also put Luca in God tier. Oh my God. We haven't put someone in God tier in a long time. It's been a long time. I don't even care. I'm feeling great about it. No, I am too. He loves her to no bounds. Literally yes. ratatas anybody who comes near her. Bur- he burned a church he to sure protect did. them. He sure did. He's millionaire hot. Millionaire hot. I love his car. I love the house. Like I, I picture myself being very at home in this environment. This is the thing. No. He can go to work at Kingdom and we could be at the casino all day. Exactly. Honestly. And I think that Luca is like going to be a very sensible head of his little mafia family once his dad is out I think there's going to be like a grapple for power at some point but I think like he is going to be a very sensible and caring head of the mafia and he would look after his employees yeah, he'll be nice to the daughters he would have exactly so I couldn't he put would, him as anything lower than God here he would be like Hades playing with the dogs in the underworld like that's the vibe that I'm getting and Hades was God tier, so Luca has to be too it, so we learn this on like later in the third book, but all the men and the kings, they have like Sunday brunch at each other's houses every Sunday. You know, the guys are just cooking steaks. I was like, such a, normal, just just a normal person thing to do. Oh my God. That makes him even hotter to me. So I thank know. you for sharing that. <laughs> God tier for sure. God tier. And speaking of burning churches and God. Guess where we are going next week? We are going to church when we read Priest by Sierra Simone. (laughs) A lot of people have been waiting for this. And I've also been waiting for this. This is another book that we haven't read. So if we hate this, there's something wrong with us. Yeah, because we know that this one's going to be good. Because there's no way that these people are lying. Agreed. So buckle up bitches take a little shower in your holy water and we're going to church with priest 
take me to church. You know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Family question. So we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and this book as much as we did. You know, I love Mia Mafia romance and Luca did not disappoint. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. We look forward to talking to you guys next week about Priest. Yay. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.